All right. Mm, glue wine. God, it's so fucking hot. Oh, God, it's still too hot. <coughs> Hold on. Y'all, I just took a sip of my whiskey ginger, but now I got to take a hit off this vape because that movie was so bad. I just got <laughs> I just, I just broke off a little piece of an edible candy bar. I got to nice. forget that I ever saw it, y'all. Let's Poppy exercise this beast. I see a can coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a lackluster crack, but it was what it was, which is, you know, par for the course of this movie, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Lackluster. Y'all, we've been trying so hard as we've been, like, sorting out our tech stuff and whatever to not talk about this movie. No, I absolutely did before you guys got here. I just launched it as soon as I saw Aaron. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was so bad. <laughs> See, now I feel like I have a little, like, performance anxiety. Like, it was so bad that I feel like I've just... Got, it's got to be, like, <laughs> nothing but fucking Dame Lillard from the logo over and over and over. Look at it this way. Yes. No matter how bad your jokes are in this episode... There is no possible way it could be worse than that piece of shit we just watched. <laughs> Although, you know what? I, I want to start by saying this. Oh, God. Mr. Darcy's jokes? Solid. Not great. <laughs> Solid. He had a bad audience. It wasn't his fault. It was all, his audience yeah. was all idiots. Everyone yeah, so <laughs> The life-altering badness of the jokes that we're expected to believe that these jokes are so bad that yeah. they set two lovers on a course for destiny. Next mm. up, the future. Mm. And it, they're just mm. they're just dad jokes. Just they really are. Jokes. They're just dad jokes. That's all they they're are. just dad jokes. I, just, I gotta get my notes open here. Oh, look, the no, first note I took. I, I do have to say this because I did this on purpose as an Easter egg and a gift to all of us. Great. Ooh. This is a note from past Julie, which I took before we ever started talking about it or met together on Crowdcast earlier before I watched it. Past Julie. Okay. okay. I can't believe I'm about to watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Podlander Drunkcast, sauced in... Wait, no, fuck. God damn it. Apologies to Kate Kalzik. She's given me this note and I'm having a really hard time adopting it. Welcome. To Sauced and Austin, a Podlander Drunkcast podcast. This is volume one, Imbibe and Prejudice, chapter three, mm -hmm. Christmas at Pemberley Manor. Christmas and, at Pemberley uh, Manor. Personally, I have a couple of bones to pick with Christmas at Pemberley mm. Manor. Mm -hmm. Wait, introduce our guest first. Yes, sorry. Please oh. tell the people who you are, Elise. <laughs> we just oh, hi. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to meet each of you in the podcast world. Uh, my name is Elise Mayfield, and I've been friends with these goobers for like 12 years. <laughs> Dude. Uh -huh. That's real. Yeah, that's, that's real. a real and thing. And only a real friend would go through what we all went through together. It's true. So yeah, we were in a like foxhole. We really tested the friend boundary. Trench warfare. <laughs> we really gotten warfare. in there now. Um, I... Uh, uh, as Elise says, we've we've known each other for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, she is also a very skilled theater artist. Well, thank uh, you. She does a lot of work in the culinary industry, the culinary there publishing is. industry. Um, she has her own podcast, interview podcast. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, like called, a, a little YouTube web series called Who's Zooming Who's In? Who's Zooming In? 
which is adorable. <laughs> That's uh, fun. And uh, she's also, uh, as we, she's got an alter ego who is mostly retired mm-hmm. now named Florida Devereaux. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was on season 14? Five. Season five. <laughs> Sorry, I have no conception of time. She I was on know. season five of the Fox series MasterChef. I was. In which she famously cut up a fish and then fainted <laughs> dead away so that Gordon Ramsay thought she had cut herself when really she just fainted because that's how bad being on reality television is. Is that an accurate description? That is accurate. It just, it always feels like a weird fever dream that I had that I just told too many people about that I like couldn't possibly be a real thing that happened. But it is a real thing. There's like, you know, video evidence of me swooning into Gordon Ramsay's arms. Is it on YouTube? I'm sure it is, but I can't fathom looking it up myself. So no, we got oh. you. No, don't you look it up. But I, I can't. It's like traumatic, but it is definitely there because it was in every like trailer to that season. Anyway, it was a mm. traumatic event. <laughs> you can look We're at it on back. YouTube. <laughs> Uh, Elise, we, we've been doing a little, th- before we get to Christmas at Pemberley Manor, Barf. Yes. we've been doing yes. a little thing for people who are on our Patreon. We're on Fridays um, mm-hmm. at, at one o'clock central. We gather together and I ask somebody a bunch of questions about something. And if you're ever up for it, I would love to ask you questions and let other people ask questions about what it's like to be on reality TV. I would, I would be the, happy to do that. What you can talk about. Also food styling, also hand pies. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what? Those hand pies are good. good. Those hand pies uh. are good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would be happy to, to do an AMA because I'm not under contract anymore. So <laughs> freedom. I found yeah. the episode where you where you fainted. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh, it's episode yeah. eleven. It's a classic. Season five. Mm-hmm. It is a classic. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, I need. You know to what's know. not a classic? Christmas at Pemberley Manor. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Never Here's gonna my, watch that again. <laughs> Here's my first bone to pick with Christmas at Pemberley Manor, a movie okay. we all now own. Mm. I want to make it. I want to say this again. You yeah, own you're it. Right. You guys want to fuck Produ- my algorithm. You know, Hallmark <laughs> and producers are looking at that, going, "People are buying this. Oh, you know? people are really yeah. into it, huh?" We sh- yeah, we should give maybe this another look. I don't know. I it's Jane Austen. We thing. did that. Oh, yeah, we yeah, fucking really did that. God, the seventy-five-year-old white people who wrote the script. You know how I know they were seventy-five years old because there was a line about he doesn't know where the takeout menus are for lunch. Like the internet doesn't exist. Well, <laughs> you're also that plays directly into one of my favorite details, mm, like yes. inspired detail, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it is when Travis. <gasps> yes. And, and oh, y'all, Travis. I have exactly one nice thing to say about this movie. And that mm-hmm. thing is Travis. Yeah. Travis. Um, Travis. Um, when Travis says, oh, you just got an email from the company that wants to buy Pemberley Manor and handed him a piece of paper. What? Yeah. I he handed not him. Even... Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I... I said it out loud. I utter, I audibly gasped. Did you notice? Happened. That you never, never saw him in an office with a computer. Like he did everything on paper. 
Well, and he, he oh, was right. listening to that that nice old record player, which they mm-hmm. definitely got at Pottery Barn. Totally did. <laughs> oh, I have a joke about that, y'all. We got to start at the beginning okay. so we can get all these Bond bags but this is in my, there. But this is my bone to pick. This is And oh, this yeah. is a good place to start. No this Kimberly? This is the biggest bone I have to pick. This is not an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. No. no. This, no. Is, this is an, a very loose adaptation of Miracle on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. And they just took the names from Pride and Prejudice and slapped uh-huh. them just willy-nilly. Exactly. So that the characters are Jane Lucas, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Bennett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. J- Jane Lucas, first yeah. of all. First Eli- of all. Elizabeth Bennett, William Darcy... Which mm-hmm. called it? I got that right. Um, George, I'm assuming Wickham, but no one ever called. Do they call him? I think at the beginning you heard his last Mayor name, Mayor Wickham, right? And then Caroline Bingley, mm-hmm. yep. and mm-hmm. Travis. Oh, and <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mr. And Willoughby. Mr. Willoughby, who was the the original caretaker of the place. Oh yes, we get Mr. Willoughby, who is a character from Sense and Sensibility, <laughs> and the Mansfield Press. Mansfield. Oh my god! It's like it's like the dude who wrote this, and it's a dude. It was a it's dude. A dude totally. It was a dude. One hundred percent. Dude who wrote it, and du- and other dude who directed it. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. the dude who wrote it just walked up to a random woman on the street and was like, "Can mm-hmm. you tell me eight things about Pride and Prejudice?" Uh, uh, yeah. Hold on, just a second. Oh my god, I, this isn't a dream I had. But the person he asked just sort of vaguely remembered. So he, so she was like, well, there's this girl, and her name is Elizabeth Bennett. And she falls in love with a rich guy who owns a house. And his name is, I think it's William Darcy. And there's a thing about a dude, and I don't know, he's like, everyone likes him, and he's some kind of official, but he totally gets friend-zoned. And then <laughs> there's, there's the pretty blonde whose name is Lucas, I think, and she marries a big duber. And and it all takes place at a place called Mansfield Park, and I think there's someone named Mr. Willoughby in it. And they just went with it. And that was it. That's our source material. Thank you very much. This is not, there's nothing about this other than the words that's Pride and Prejudice. This is, we worked as designed. They wanted us. They wanted us to buy it because we thought it was Pride and Prejudice. Mission accomplished. Nothing about this is Pride and Prejudice. I once worked uh, on on set uh, for a film company whose whole thing was to make knockoffs of big films. I don't remember which one I worked on, but one of the big ones is the Transmorphers. (laughs) No. Yep. Yes. Yep. And the whole thing is they make something that sounds like it's the thing that you're looking for, but it's not. Transmorphers, robots, also cars. <laughs> you got a second career jingles, Allison. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, you know, it's it's my most useless special skill is just fitting words to other words. Also, by the way, this is an important update. I have another skill because we have a uh, new pa- patron. Welcome, Maureen McCurden. What what was her last name? McCurden? That sounds kind of Scottish. Oh, it's because she's an actual Scots person. Oh. And she says, my Scottish accent is great. Yay. So fuck you and fuck you and I fuck have, you. I have always, whoever is a detractor of your Scottish accent fucking sucks. I, I mean, mean, to be fair, I think the qualms are with my French accent. <laughs> 
No, that's <laughs> not fair. my Scottish one. But I've just sort of taken that to mean that all my accents are bad. And apparently, actual Scottish person Ma- Maureen says, "No, my a- my flat vowels are great." <laughs> um. So as so this go- one's for you, Maureen. <laughs> Maureen. As we go through this episode or this fucking dumpster fire, what is uh, just know that Hot I trash. have my notes are usually going to come from in the form of a sound I made that scared Jasper to get. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Ooh, I this is interactive. Of, there was a lot of audible like, no, during this movie for me. There was a lot of it. In fact, I just want to say my notes are, are mostly um, like multiple question marks. <laughs> my things, like most of my notes are just, are just like lots and lots of wait, no, why? But why? In the first opening scene, this was the this was the sound I, I made. I'll, I'll move the mic a little bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll that'll give you good. Good that ten minutes good. into the film. Yeah. That was good. You know, mm-hmm. I figured something out about Pride and Prejudice <laughs> thanks to Christmas at Pemberley Manor, though. Something mm. really important. If you mm-hmm. take all the buttholes out of Jane Austen, <laughs> what you're left with is an insufferable protagonist, and that's it. Ooh. You're right. Because yes. fuck Elizabeth Bennett forever. Yeah. I hate God. that bitch. She's <laughs> the worst. Isn't she the worst? Ugh. Yeah, she's the worst. Yeah, I really mean, is. I will say Mr. Darcy seems like a, a pretty nice guy. I yeah. know, like, which is like, in the real book, I remember being like, what a dick. Why does anybody want to be with him? But like, no and this, I was like, he's fine. He is a perfectly lovely person. Elise, you were right in your prediction that there would be zero fucking stakes. There None. were no stakes in this whole thing. Like, I, mm, Okay, which made it even harder it. to watch. Even oh. when yeah. even when Caroline Bingley showed up, and we're like, "Oh, Elizabeth might lose her job." It's like, mm. "No, it's fine. I'm just no. you know a little controlling, and I'm going to take over now." But everything was fine. What the fuck? Oh my god, You're let's get in. Fired. Let's get in. Come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, we got to get, get in from the beginning. Here is here is yes, Julie. Yes, what I what I want to say about Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street <laughs> because again, this <laughs> okay. is apparently a secret Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street yep. episode. Is yeah. that the thing? So that's what I learned about Pride and Prejudice. The thing I learned about Miracle on 34th Street is that the only part people care about is the trial with Santa Claus. Because, yeah. man, if it's just the rest of it, bullshit. Garbage. Mm. Where also, is Mara Wilson? Where mind, is Natalie Wood? Where, mind your business, Santa. God, <laughs> nosy Santa sucks. Yeah, he suit looks like ominous. shit, Santa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was a business. All right, here we go. And why does everyone write letters to Santa in this town? We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Julie, well, it's that they can read. It's Connecticut. Kick off. Okay, so let's get kicked off. Okay. As I said at the end of the crowdcast, you turn it on and you're immediately like, is that Chicago? We think it is. But it's not. It doesn't matter. It's not. It's New York. Oh, yeah. that's supposed to be New okay, York. Okay, cool. It's supposed to be New York, but that is footage of Chicago. Well, and you can tell that it's supposed to be New York because of the clothes that Caroline Bingley wears. Yes. And you can tell that Caroline Bingley is supposed to be an asshole because it's kind of sexy. Like right. she's got on a kind of sexy suit, and that's how you know that she is the Cruella de Vil of the piece. <laughs> Sorry, Elise. I know that's a sensitive no, no. subject. It's okay. I also just have what? to say, the only thing I thought, as soon as I saw her, I was like, "Is it that's Meredith from The Parent Trap. 
And she she plays the mom in the parent trap. And so she's been yes. playing the same, and it's the exact same character. Like 15 <laughs> years later, this is the exact same character from the parent trap. Uh, Damn. This woman also play, also played Alexis Carrington in the CW reboot of Dynasty. <laughs> yes. yes, she did. Why didn't we watch that? I also have to say that I she is from Alabama, so there is a a, a strange connection. She's like a, from a Birmingham, Alabama actress, which I was like, oh, well, there we go. Anyways, nice. well, she's wearing what everyone would say is a quintessential New York boss bitch outfit. So, mm-hmm. and also the only thing I could notice was there was so much red lipstick in that first scene. It's like, so my much. God, there was so it's much. Like- the only, that's the only thing the MUA had. She just was like, red lipstick. Yeah, Sorry, like, buddy. Fuck you. But the ideas that started happening to me was that this film is pop- propaganda. Like, literally uh-huh. propaganda. And the red lipstick makes sense because bitches, right? Yep. <laughs> they be bitches, fighting. right? <laughs> they be hating each other even though they're supposed to, supposed to support each other because they work uh-huh. together. They're Ugh. supposed to support Supp- each other. They're supposed to. <laughs> Supports to in this That's, movie supports to work. We're keeping supports to. That is now when when you're not when you don't have somebody's back and you were supports oh, to. Supposed to. So it's like I promise, which Neil says to me all the time. I promise. What? That's a joke from that '70s show. I would never steal it. I promise, Dick Michael. All right. So essentially, it's the two women fighting, kind of weirdly duking it out in their office. But it's really Caroline Bingley, the boss bitch, telling our gal Lizzie that she's got to go take care of this chicken shit gig somewhere in Connecticut. (laughs) Well, I, I think it's important because there is because it is so reality breaking. I mm-hmm. I want to I want to get the premise out there because it defies logic. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Bennet is but a humble bindersmith working at a major New York City event company called Elite Events. There doesn't appear to be anyone else that works there. It's just this Samantha Jones knockoff and a living breathing American girl doll. Yes. yes. And the living breathing <laughs> The living, breathing American girl doll, whose name is Elizabeth Bennett, says to her boss, hey, boss, I think I'm ready for the big show. I want you to put me on something, and I've got a great idea. A friend of mine was just elected the mayor of a small Connecticut town, and he wants to have a Christmas festival. And since they can't hire the producers of the Gilmore Girls, they asked me to show up and plan a Christmas festival. Um, It's not going to matter at all. No one will care. Do you mind if I take this one? And her boss response, fake Samantha Jones response is, as long as you don't shame me. Right. Or it's back to the binders with you. Your Cinderella. job depends on it. Uh, mm. She's like, I'm so organized. I have three, three binders. binders. <laughs> three whole binders. Are which you is kidding? Really, the whole movie is like three binders. The decorations that we get to, it's like three binders of decorations. It was it was the lights, 
There's like two rings of them, please. We have three to, we have binders. Right. Those, those lights, those lights were bullshit. I had three, Low expectations. three binders when I stage managed a student-directed play in college. Yeah. This is a ta- this is a yeah. Christmas festival, and you're gonna bring three binders, and two yeah. of those binders aren't even for this event, they're for something else. Also, the they plan to hold the event in the town square that she has never seen before. And Ugh. then she shows up and it turns into a sinkhole. It does. Well, we'll get there. Let's get we there. We gotta get the... there because I gotta okay. talk about that dinner. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So Caroline Bingley sends her off to fucking Connecticut, which by the way, wait, wait, I don't wait. Know... I have to take just a moment to say that on top of establishing that she was doing this job, she also manages to talk briefly about Elizabeth's romantic life in the first two minutes of this thing. Yeah. I'd like to repeat my sound earlier. Ah, <laughs> okay, that was really oh, okay. God. So oh. then she goes to Connecticut. I'm sorry. I just had to point out that like her romance life comes up within the first two like, minutes of this thing with yeah, her boss, who she doesn't like. What? Why? So we're pretty early in this film, and I looked down at my notes, and I realized here's a theme that goes throughout for me. That music is oppressive. I wrote it down too. And it is there all the fucking time. <laughs> and it makes me start to question like, wait, is my life so different from the people who watch this? Mm-hmm. Like it really mm-hmm. got to me, y'all. That music is fucked up. Yeah, the music. Right. The, the music that is at this site. The you same level as people's voices too. Like it's not yes. underscoring. It is. It is. It is the same audio level as the people talking. It and the only weird. time it drops out, the only time I noticed it drop out was that scene right before they had to play the the meet cute music for Jane and Travis. That is the only time right before then. It is for like thirty seconds without <laughs> any audio, and it's only for the comedic effect of playing meet cute, meet cute music. When anyway, they meet for yes. the second time, who's meet cute? Is the second time? I don't know. Well, I don't know. What, what we didn't realize about this movie is that it's actually a spoken word musical. You can buy the soundtrack. <laughs> nice. Oh my god, right, it's right next to Hamilton in the in the original <laughs> Broadway cast section. I love that spin. I love that spin, Aaron. That was great. How does a living, breathing American girl down in Lizzie <laughs> get from New York to a small town in Connecticut? <laughs> Yo! That's all I got. That's, uh, I can't do a thing. Okay. We Work. need to get five minutes into this movie. We have to keep going. I, we're going to be talking for six hours unless we we're make yeah, some we ground rules. We so, yes. Let's just okay. fly through this motherfucker. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, we meet our small town mayor. Is that what's next? Yes. And yes. why is the hero Wickham? Why is the nice guy her friend that is supportive of her and helps her and like takes a back seat when he realizes her needs? How is that Wickham? Ugh. It's not. The, <laughs> I know. It made me mad that they're just like, oh, we're just giving him the name Wickham. I mean, Elizabeth also is not Elizabeth, and Darcy is the only Darcy thing is that he's, he's rich. rich, and yeah. I guess Elizabeth misinterprets information about him, presumably because he has a nice car, yeah. and, somehow, and and his assistant is an idiot, and also the oh secret God. hero of this movie. When well, like true. the fucking Mayor Wickham nice guy fucking trope bug the fuck out of me. But well, you know what? 
He has his own sound. We will get there, mm. but they avoid the most toxic part of the nice guy trope. They that really do. That is true. That's true. The mayor of the friend zone, at least, is not toxic. <laughs> yes. He um, actually seems like maybe just a nice guy that missed his chance. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and it's just, she's not that into him, and he's mm-hmm. cool with it. Yeah. Good he just, him. the magic of the Christmas festival manages oh to, God. to turn his head for a minute. Uh, oh, yeah. What I want to say about tiny small town mayor George Wickham um, is that he is very lucky that he is not a mayor of a small town in Wisconsin because they would have gotten a Ben Wyatt like headline where it was like Ice Town, Small Town, Frown Clown mm-hmm. because of the sinkhole, <laughs> right? Like he tried to throw a Christmas festival and it turned into a sink- sinkhole. Where is the Mansfield Press on that one? That's Nobody's the story talking about I want to read. Why are we not talking about the sinkhole? I think maybe a bigger concern is that the town of Lampton is going to (laughs) fall into the center of the earth because of a sinkhole. It's a sinkhole. Anyway, she pulls up in the town. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, Elise, you go. Max said to me, I'm sorry, is the name of that town Lambton? And I said, yes. And he said, you mean like Lambton? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fair. And it should be just Lambton. Ah, uh, bye. This movie is Please also continue. Christian propaganda. We all oh, know this. True. Oh, yeah. for sure. Um, so she pulls into town, big city gal coming back to like, remember the holiday spirit, right? And that cab driver is me. Because, and I know this is a, a oral medium, but this is his face. Just like. <laughs> just and what his face sounds like. Yeah. Exactly. Just yeah. blank. And I'm like, that's how uh-huh. I feel right now. Yeah. She rocks out of that cab and also immediately hands her bag to a stranger. Yep. Who I guess we're supposed to believe is like, I don't know, the innkeeper? I'm assuming she's staying at a B&B. Right. Yes, it looks yeah. like a and b Right. So she just she's just like, here, here's my bag. And th- a guy who's just passing by in the street is like, oh, okay. Like, well, well, that's in line you- with Porter Beer. Remember? That yes. works. Yes. Kind of, okay. Kind of I also um, noticed that as soon as she handed that off, she like hit her mark and then stayed there on her mark at, with her arms out for people to come to her. Like she didn't go oh, yeah. to them. It was clear that she like hit her mark and then waited. George! For everybody to come into the frame. That's right. Oh my God. Yep. There was a hardcore um, student production feel to this. Like there were Ooh. camera shadows, obvious uh, light placements where you're just like, you just placed a big ass fucking light right there. And <laughs> that's my favorite. When we get to the Christmas tree scene, that's oh my God. Oh, Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Oh, no. No. Okay. All right. Oh. So we meet Jane. Jane is Mayor mm-hmm. Wickham's assistant. Her name Jane is Lucas. Jane Lucas, and that is Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Speaking of Fifty Shades, we're about to meet Darcy too. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys not get a definite Fifty Shades vibe off of them? I, that would have been way yeah. more interesting. Yeah, that um, would have been more listen, interesting. True. Th- those those books, I I have not read them, but the movies are bad. <laughs> because i reviewed the movies but the movies at least the second one is like bad fun like mm-hmm. like marcia gay harden throws a martini in somebody's face like that mm. right yeah or like dakota johnson has benoit balls like that kind of <laughs> shit. Like, like like it's it's not good but it is funny 
if n- I'm gonna later, I'm going to be asking you ways to fix this movie. But just mm. just spitballing here, exa- everything's exactly the same, but BDSM. Yes, <laughs> I'm immediately more. Look, look, air. I'm sorry, who's air? Uh, Janine. Janine is a little bit interested there. He's thinking about it. I'm just thinking about like that second cute meet. I'm just like, oh, uh-huh. you hear like a big large latch on the door. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, the weekend starts playing, and Mr. Darcy's like, "Let me take that suitcase, girl. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the the tie, just... the waist tie for your very special Christmas bathrobe that I know you own, and I'm gonna tie it around your eyes, and then I'm gonna go. Just imagine the things I'm gonna do to you, Mrs. Claus. But before you hide your eyes, you're gonna watch me drop all these boxes you made me carry on the ground at full once. Full of well, what? What are they full of? Okay, tissue nothing, paper. Nothing. And dreams. The oh. dreams of the people who worked on this movie. Good mm-hmm. They just, they wanted mm-hmm. to be Fellini and they ended up here. <laughs> Nothing. Which which also leads me to, now we're in the coffee line and one of my pet peeves, again, because I love to watch the way that people interact with food, those coffee cups were so empty. 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 They oh, were empty so empty. Yeah. They did not even have water in them. Uh, what I like to notice about that coffee shop too, which I noticed this late in the second time they got coffee, was that that was just craft services put on a red table. Yeah, outside. that's all it was. <laughs> I know. I was like, why is the that coffee was not shop a coffee outside? shop outside? Why the fucking yeah. coffee dispenser looks like it's at your finest uh, AA meeting somewhere in a church basement, <laughs> just yeah. like tabbed up over here by the little styrofoam cups, like not the tall ones, the little weird short ones. Right, 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 right. They, right. Were, oh. literally, they were literally just like, so we need a coffee shop. Well, we paid money for craft services already. Boom, bring them over. Done. Just bring them over. It'll be fine. Fucking. I said, sad, right? oh my god, coffee gate. This is going to be the original misunderstanding that sets off their. Sh- pure hatred for each other you were correct except they didn't hate each other right no stakes well it's because william darcy is just like a normal functional human being right and everybody else is bonkers like no one else no one else behaves like a human and and then the billionaire who I, I want pure succession. Like that's what I want from my fictional billionaires. I want yes. you to like awkwardly rap. I want you to wear inappropriate sneakers. I want like bore on the floor. I want shouting. I want somebody to throw a phone like Naomi Campbell. Like I want drama from my billionaires. I don't want, I'm totally normal. I just happen to also be rich. Yeah. Talk about the propaganda aspect of that too. Fucking rich people being the most normal person in that fucking thing. No, I'm Fuck sorry. That. If you're yeah. a billionaire, if you're a billionaire you're a garbage person you want to know why dolly parton is not a billionaire because she donates so much to charity that's real that is dolly parton is not a billionaire and that is why Mm -hmm. thank you for the coronavirus vaccine dolly parton like what the fuck get it together fictional darcy Mm. fictional darcy's also like inherited money too so it's not even like he worked himself up he's fucking like a bruce wayne character in that regard too he should be even more fucked up and it in in his defense uh, eventually our mayor of ice town lets it slip that darcy's like secretly bankrolling all of the town activities right so he does have something in common with patron saint of the podcast dolly parton um in that regard (laughs) but but still, no, he's too normal to be a billionaire. He's way too normal to be a billionaire. 
So should we power through the next step? Yes. Here we go. This is why they hate each other. Elise was right about no stakes. That's the first time I took the no stakes note. And yeah. then this is one of my favorites because we cut to Pemberley Estate. Can we all say the word estate? It means something, right? Here's my note. This is Pemberley. No. This yeah, is the it- house from This is the house from Home Alone. <gasps> yes! yes. This is yes! not Pemberley. This is not Pemberley. Yes! So fuck the fuck off. It's not yes. even Mansfield Park. No. Come on. No. This is this is fucking a house in Winnetka. Right. This is co- colonial Connecticut estate where It's not even a state though. Like what do we right. see of the estate it's but the like garage in the, the front yard? Well, there's <laughs> apparently a backyard. Like, but we never see it. It's like the house that the butler from Downton Abbey buys for himself when he retires. Yes. 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 Because he can no longer live on the manor, the actual estate. Yes. This is not an estate. Let's go on. Um, it also looks like stock footage. Like, it's just absurd. <laughs> and it, what a coincidence that the caretaker just happens to look like Santa Claus. Oh, and, Lord. The and wow. his name just Santa happens Claus? to be Christopher. And I had the closed oh captions gosh. on because I, I just did, so I wouldn't miss things if I got distracted yeah. while this was really bad. And uh, uh, it's definitely Chris with a K, too. This is Christopher with a K. Uh, oh. I I want to make a note too about the first establishing shot when they go to this Pemberley yes. cottage. Um, it, it's obviously color corrected because they took that picture when it was fucking summer and then they color corrected it <laughs> so everything was grayed out and looked like it was snowed on. <laughs> wow, that was it was that that house is definitely in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Hilariously, yeah. while people could still travel on um, the winter, t- well. It, Actually, both of them. Every time I would go to the TCAs, um, certainly the summer TCAs, uh, Hallmark would throw a party that was like half their corporate retreat, half a press event. It was very strange. They would bring all the press in, sit us at tables, and we have a fancy dinner, and it's like you and three other press people, and then like two people who write screenplays for Hallmark, and then like Lacey Chabert. Right? <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Oh, you Lacey, heart, Jerry O'Connell. Oh. Yeah, Jerry great. O'Connell. Like all of the, and and that's what, it, this is what it's like. Mary Lou Henner sometimes, like that. Sure. Is what I want to be at that table. Um, so, so you're sitting there and you're eating your food and everything is really elaborate. And it's again, like July or August. And then they'll be like, and now Kristen Chenoweth. And then Kristen Chenoweth will sing Christmas carols. And then they bring you into a tent with like a hot chocolate fountain and shit. Mm-hmm. So this is, it's probably just the stuff they have for their holiday party. And they just throw it onto sets mm-hmm. endlessly because they make hundreds of movies a year. Propaganda. Yeah. It's wild. It's yeah. wild. It's capitalist pro- propaganda, all of it. And, and here I am being just <laughs> radicalized right here. But God, every time I wanted to go back and count how many American flags I saw. Oh, like, it's like I that. I didn't notice oh. that. Mm-hmm. I terrible. didn't notice American flags. Oh, yeah. American flags. Christmas. I just noticed the worst choir in history. But we'll get to that. Yes. Oh, we'll get, we'll to, get to that. Oh, God. Okay. That's it. So, all right. Oh, okay. here's a really good one. This is a direct quote that I have to share. Yeah. About the binders, her three binders. Mm-hmm. Life would be so much easier if you could color code everything. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me color code this movie. Hold on. White. <laughs> That's I took true. a note on this too, Julie. Wasn't a and single I said, person of color in that whole movie. No. You were right. Wow. Uh, 
you can color code everything. You can color code anything you want. It's called post-it notes, bitch. Like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you're supposed to be really great at organizing things. but has no, it on no Google one, Calendar, too. Has, has no one seen a post-it note? <laughs> like, what? What? Also, this event is in one binder. You're terrible at event planning. Ugh. It took more planning for us to record this podcast today than it took <laughs> to throw an entire... Festival. That entire festival. Speaking uh, of the festival, guess what's next? Sinkhole. Before we sinkhole, get to Sinkhole, there is a thing yeah. we cannot skip, which yeah. is that our nice guy mayor oh, yeah. asked Elizabeth Bennett out. This is a huge oh, yeah. red flag, people. He asked her out in the classic literature section of the college bookstore, which yeah. is not how college bookstores work, by writing First Strike in a copy of Jane Eyre. <laughs> and I'm guessing buying it for her? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> no. That's, That's why so she many red flags. Don't first of all, don't write in my fucking book. I write in my book. No one writes in my book but me. Second, Jane Eyre? Really? Fucking <laughs> so keeping yeah. your wife captive in the attic porn? No. J J what? Were there no copies of Wuthering Heights? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Come on. The story of O? Come on. Let's be a Do little adult. Do you think that the people who, the target audience of this film, which obviously is not the four of us, it's as not us. proven time and time again, <laughs> you don't say. Uh, do you think that they just are not, um, that they just hear Jane Eyre and know that it was a classical work of fiction, but they don't know anything about it? <laughs> it's because, it's because the random woman they stopped on the street to ask about Jane Austen was like, oh, you know, Jane Austen, she wrote Jane Eyre. She wrote Jane Eyre. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She also wrote Gone with the Wind, but that's that was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely her. And are you there, yeah. God? It's me, Margaret. She's had a great mm -hmm. literary career. Allison, yeah. I'm so glad you brought the uh, friend zone back for that because we get so many dick sniffing contests that have absolutely no stakes later that I've got to call it out. <laughs> so <laughs> many fucking. Yeah. Just so I have a, I have yeah. a sound well, for Aaron, that. Aaron, how one. did you feel about the dick sniffing Here's contest? Here's my sound for that one. <laughs> God fucking Christ. <laughs> 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 Janine, I love this bit. It's a little bit like we're time traveling back to the days when you didn't have a mic. Yeah. Yeah. This is, Great. This is definitely this is definitely the yeah, I wish I could go back in time. <laughs> before this shit. before this movie <laughs> happened to you. you all I am a all right, mm. sinkhole. Sinkhole. Okay, so they clink their they clink their wine glasses that are full of uh, what we are clearly know is water that has been dyed with food coloring. Uh, was a food stylist, and it is not wine. Okay, yeah. so they clink their wine glasses, and then we arrive at the town square where there is now caution tape, and suddenly there's a sinkhole. And a lot of construction <laughs> workers they showed up quick. Neil had a point though that the sinkhole must have been beyond budget because we never right. actually oh, no. right. it was definitely beyond budget uh that, yeah. and that was completely like that entire uh idyllic park was totally green screen um I, I feel like this is another important point for me to raise um this is an actual plot line in an episode of gilmore girls this actually happens during <laughs> gilmore girls there's a there's a bike ride through the Nick, town no. and then there's a sinkhole in the street so all no. the cyclists have to go wow. in a big hole 
big hole whenever they come <laughs> next to when they're, they're coming down the street big hole big hole and i just wanted somebody to yell big hole because it would have been yeah. the most entertaining thing about this movie I think that finding out about the sinkhole was the only thing that was entertaining to me in this movie. (laughs) Because when they said sinkhole, I was like, how am I going to make a WAP joke about this? And then I did. (laughs) That sinkhole is WAP. Wet ass pit. (laughs) Wet ass plot device. Gobble me, swallow me down to the center of the earth because I am a sinkhole. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, everybody, bad news. There's a fucking sinkhole. We can't do the party. Where are we going to do this party, y'all? You know, oh, here's another way. There are going to be better ideas when we do this properly, but here's another way to save this movie. The whole town falls into the sinkhole and they yes. have to save Christmas from the center of the earth. Yes. With dinosaurs. And yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that would have been so much movie. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh that would have saved it. Can, m- moving on. Ugh. So, event planner goes into binder mode. Where the fuck in this town can we have this party? Then everybody mm-hmm. starts talking about some asshole's pot pasture, and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, next. Behind next. the bait and tackle shop. Behind the bait and tackle shop. <laughs> right. This town does not Where? have a bait and tackle shop. Uh, well, it, Are I, we here, Lars? I bet one of the options was the Four Seasons. Yeah, they could have been at Four Seasons. Uh, That's true. Uh, <laughs> like total landscaping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, I have lived in a small town in Connecticut that was on the ocean. There wasn't a bait and tackle shop. Well, there was touche. no like, there you go. fishing culture. Great. I mean, granted, every small town in Connecticut is not Waterford, Connecticut. But if I walked into the town square of Waterford, Connecticut and was like, look at that sinkhole. Where can we possibly hold this event? Someone would say, well, when people do weddings, they do them here. Or they'd be like, well, when we do the high school prom, we do it here. And instead they're like, behind the bait and tackle shop? shop? Is it it like an event center? Like, are they trying to tell her that there's a community hall behind the bait and tackle shop? Who actually brings Pemberley into the mix? Oh, she does. Remember, because she saw it. She saw it oh, on her way right. to town. On, in the cab with the cab driver whose face was my face. Yes. Yeah. The beautiful, <laughs> that beautiful house on the hill. And again, here's how they could have improved it. That is when Jane could have said, oh, that place is haunted. Instantly better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hallmark. I don't, never mind. Lifetime. Me. Hire no, me. please don't. Not Hallmark. Don't call me Hallmark. But Lifetime. If you want to dunk on Hallmark, give me a call. So wait, stop saying a state. It's in a gated community named Inglebridge. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what they mean by a state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And um, f- fuck y'all. I live in a condo. Quit shitting on that. <laughs> Condos are like a code word for it's actually going to be something really shitty and not a place where people live like gay people are gonna move in i'm sorry gay people will move in are you creating more affordable housing in your community get them out of here no away away i'm telling you it's all part of the propaganda Ooh, that fancy new york event planner she can come to our town but don't let her bring any of her urban friends right jesus gross i mean we can (laughs) that's happening this whole time yeah that's true Um, chris i just and then Oh, sorry, go, Elise. 
No, I was just going to say, I love that when she, when she shows up, when this is clearly would have gone to like the commercial break afterwards, but she does like an audible aside to her, to the people there. Like when Darcy opens the door and they're like, I don't think it's going to be a problem. And then they open the door and she like audibly, he can hear her, looks <laughs> to the, she does an aside and says like, I think maybe there's a problem. Uh-uh. Excuse me. Hold on just a second, Elise. Just excuse me for just a second. Julie, Janine, I think this guest is going to be a problem. (laughs) I think I think our guest is a problem. Just right in front of her. Let's keep going. You You were saying. (laughs) Is this a good time to talk about how much I hate Elizabeth Bennett? (laughs) She's the worst. She's the worst worst character. Even the only thing anybody can ever say about her is that she's tenacious, which they say multiple times. Jesus, also, so. where, what, what's up with her family? She sure did give up on the idea of seeing her family for Christmas pretty really fast, quickly. Yeah, like it was just like. Meh, Does she not have good. friends? Does she not have a pet? It's like it's just <sighs> like she sprang out of the earth just to plan this festival. Um, I, it's yeah. a fucking brigadoon. I can yep. actually say, as a former event planner, you don't really have much of a life. So, like, and if she's being worked to the bones by uh, replacement Samantha Jones, like. I feel like that makes sense, but also, like, she was going to go home. She was going to drive home, and she just kind of gave up on that so quickly. I want to say, in this one respect, I am team Caroline Bingley, because if you started working with a famous billionaire and didn't tell your boss, that would actually suck. You should probably alert your boss to working with a very famous rich person. Yeah, yeah, that's like fair. You, she couldn't send an email. How does their work together begin? Shopping, <laughs> <laughs> and then also, but, but the, the re, but obviously Darcy owns Pemberley and selling it for condos, right? For those of you who did not watch, Darcy yeah. owns Pemberley, quote unquote, manor. He is selling it to an unnamed land developer who's very concerned about goodwill in the community. Yeah. Seattle. Um, in Seattle, in Seattle and they're yeah. going to turn it into condos. And he says, fine, fine, fine. This it, it won't be torn down until January 1st. So go ahead and have the Christmas festival on my, in my yard. Mm-hmm. And, sure. and, and she says, great. So are you going to help me now? Let's go run. I don't have a car. What? Like it's reasonable that she doesn't have a car, but couldn't she rent one? I would understand if she said, I don't drive. Isn't that the equivalent of Jane riding the horse in the rain? Oh yeah. my God. This, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Julie. Wow. What's this missing one, is Mrs. Bennett telling Elizabeth oh, yeah. she has to say she Mrs. doesn't have Bennett a car. Is nowhere because the lack of butt. Mm. I mean, they're all buttholes. No, you know what? These people don't even deserve buttholes. No. These people are sentient <laughs> silly putty. Wow. And so they don't even get to be buttholes. Yeah, you're right. No, no buttholes no means buttholes. no fun. Yeah, that you take out all the buttholes, and you've got Mansfield Park. No, that's <gasps> there are yeah. buttholes in Mansfield Park. I did write this note: Christmas tree lot, bingo. <laughs> Check that one off the list. And then why does he immediately point out that Charlie Brown fucking Christmas tree when he's in a lot full of Rockefeller Center trees? <laughs> it's like it's like he looks around for the least 
promising Ooh. tree. He has Let's to get like that branch. push Christmas trees. So this is the mayor, by the way. They are looking for a Christmas tree and like chatting about old times after Lizzie makes Darcy buy 600 boxes, each of which contains a single scarf. And a piece of tissue paper, <laughs> and then a bunch right. of a yes. bunch of shopping bags that are stuffed with completely empty with the brown dreams paper. of the cast and crew. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> that's that's what they're holding. <laughs> so it's like, oh, they're cute. Like, Why didn't we get a better lunch? They're Fuck flirting. <laughs> they're so cute. And then we cut to uh, the music video for Last Christmas by Wham, and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Lizzie and George Wickham are wandering around looking at trees, and apparently Lizzie has a way with trees. Oh my god. She's an ant or something. <laughs> Fucking regular druid. She, uh, she knows no. how to. She knows take, how to you, find wood. You take that. Back. She, <laughs> she does. She has. She has a head for wood. Had a head for wood. She does Look not. This she's is got the a nose for shape. wood. That kiss at the end of this movie. Spoiler: oh They God. kiss. Duh. The kiss at the end of this movie is the uh, most chaste thing. Oh. Here's my. Oh, we'll sound. get there. We'll get there. Oh no! I gotta save the sound for that one. Okay, save yeah, save the sound, save the sound for the end. Here's the equivalent of Aaron's sound: is the occasional note that I will make that something like this, which is right here in the timeline. You know what's funny? I'm just not paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I've noticed at this point in my in my list that like my my notes don't make sense anymore, and I don't really remember what is happening in this middle point of the movie other than to say that like she dispatches like 15 people to decorate the house with like a caveat of like we only have three days which is a reasonable amount of time to decorate that small ass house and yard the timeline (laughs) is so it's it's always it seems like the concert is plenty of time and it seems like the concert is always the next day like christmas eve is always the next day even though she's there for multiple days Mm -hmm. and at one point she's like it took a few days to dot the i's and cross the t's but here we are and it's the same day oh and apparently like after she got uh uh, darcy to agree apparently it took four days for them to get the paperwork before they started so there's four days of this film where we don't see anything and then suddenly we're at boom like time slows down and three days lasts for six weeks and yeah. Well, it's it's obvious how this all happens is because Chris nosy Santa, Chris right. with a K. Yeah. We can't forget the us, magical element of this. Nothing's impossible at Christmas. Okay, maybe I'll get swallowed by the sinkhole so I don't have to watch this shit. Well, <laughs> if we're recapping, we forgot an important detail, which is that Please. Elizabeth Bennett, an adult woman with a job living in a major metropolitan area who at least has it together enough to own multiple coats and a curling iron, Mm-hmm. says out loud to her boss with a straight face i wrote a letter to santa and i w- asked for true love oh my god to god her boss she right. says it with a straight face and her boss mm-hmm. doesn't immediately start laughing and fire her you got a noise for us here janine <sighs> <laughs> Okay. I thought that was important. Yeah. So, that, so for okay. nosy Santa purposes. <laughs> that was the one that got Jasper to leave the room, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Jasper. I would imagine. Now, uh, are we, have we reached the first the... time I noticed. Oh, go I was on, just going to ask if, if we have, have we reached the point where they've decided to make Christmas cookies together? Not yet. <laughs> not yet. We're not there yet. Okay. I've no, been waiting. I have so that. much to say. Okay. I can't yeah. wait. Okay. Uh, Santa, mind your business. First of all, we've already discussed that. This guy sucks. 
Yeah. yeah. Just get out yeah. of my face. He's a and scary then, Santa. It, he keeps trying to poke at Darcy about his mm-hmm. childhood and try to open those old wounds. And I'm like, get the mm-hmm. fuck out of there. And he's mm-hmm. like, who doesn't love Christmas? And I'm like, lots of heathens. That's that's what that's people true. are thinking. People who watch this movie consider those people to be heathens. And mm. then I'm like, this movie is nothing but blah, 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 blah with background music. Mm. Well, I think terrible. that's why the music is so loud is because they really just want you to be like watching this while you're vacuuming, you know, like there's no like real, they don't really want you to be engaged in it. It's just like watching pretty people, for lack of a better terms, I fuck each other for an hour and a half. Because that's basically yes. what happens. <laughs> yeah. But it's not eye fucking. It's like I it's like I writing your name with the other person's last name with a heart for the eyes. That's like, better. That's a better like yes, I yes. Mrs. Darcy heart heart hearting. Yeah. 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 Like, I like, Eskimo kisses. Like I <laughs> Yeah, Eskimo kisses. That's yeah. It's eye like fucking the way that that taking out the the picture of JTT from your copy of Tiger Beat and smooching it <laughs> is I yes like it's that level of heat yeah oh. yeah mm-hmm. only I think probably the JTT poster is hotter this I is didn't a, oh sorry go on oh this is a, and we're about the midway point of this film right not really <laughs> I don't know this Let's is about going. where I, this is about where I started thinking we we're almost done, right? No, it was yes! far too long. <laughs> it was, it, and it was only going. 90 minutes and it yeah. was far too long. I did Bless the it. only question the only costuming note I had was next, which is I liked Jane's butch work look with the puffer vest. You know, she's getting down to business in the uh, in the yard and then <laughs> I realized people keep talking about how cold it is and there's snow everywhere, but none of these motherfuckers wears a hat. Truly. Take it out. <laughs> Swipe left. That's stupid. The guy who plays Darcy, at one point, he comes out of the... I think it's probably when his photo gets taken, the end of the world. Uh, but he comes out onto the porch of his house, and he's just wearing a sweater. And for one moment, the actor was like... Brr. And I was like, good job, buddy. You're trying. <laughs> just something. Just you. You're the only one. But thank you. Just throw me a little bone. <laughs> thank okay. you for trying. Uh, so how do we fast forward through this? Do we just go directly to the festival because who gives a let's see fucking fuck about anything in between? We did the we did finding the perfect tree, which is just the tree yes. that has a different color light shining on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We printed the email. Um, uh-huh. uh, I love that she makes the festival happen at Pemberley by sending a strongly worded email to the company oh, in Seattle. Yes. That is mm-hmm. of all the very unrealistic things in this movie. That is the mm-hmm. most unrealistic. What was the it's, word they used twice? The V word. Vehement, maybe? Voracious? No, ver- it's like vocacious or something of that nature. They voracious? Was it voracious? I don't it, remember. Yeah, you're voracious, right. Voracious, yeah. I think I... It was something... They were like, did you write this? They ver- voraciously word it. And it's just like, you motherfuckers. That's not... Like, you, if you're going to use a big word, at least use a fucking synonym the second time. Come I feel on. like I should clarify, too, that the surprising thing is not that she would write a strongly worded email. This is, like, clearly Elizabeth Bennett's superpower is complaining to the manager, right? Like, mm-hmm. that. Correct. Um, she really would like a gift certificate for her trouble. But yeah. the the notion that the company would do anything other than thank you for your feedback is bullshit. Like, there's no way that this the evil Seattle condo corporation... Like we should really do something. This uh, this person who's fucking no one emailed us. She doesn't even live there. She doesn't even go to this school. Oh, God. 
<laughs> like it's, it wouldn't happen. But somehow her strongly worded email gets the festival at Pemberley. She doesn't have a car. Um, they go shopping. They go shopping. Blah blah blah. Um, they decorate. We're about to be. We're about at the baking part. Oh, yeah. Re- yeah. This is yeah. the re neat cute. This is the. This is Jane. That's. Oh yes. We haven't done Jane and Travis, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jane. We were and talking Travis, about her puppy connection. Uh huh. With Elise's yeah. delightful cute music. Yeah, this is the only time that I recall the music not being there for like 30 seconds. And I thought maybe we were going to have like a thematic shift where things could just be normal without the obnoxious music in the background. But I was wrong because suddenly now the second time they're seeing each other, they have like heart eyes while looking like Jane and, and Travis. Um, and it doesn't make any sense. I was like Jane and Travis. I don't believe in this relationship. Neither do no. I. But they're both blonde, so I guess that oh, works. That's I right. Be- that's the only relationship in this whole thing that I believe in. I believe that mm-hmm. one. I do. I believe <laughs> that weird puffer vest Jane and nerdy assistant with no assistant skills Travis would see each other and be like, we are dingbats. Let's fall in love. <laughs> Let's run away. And then they like go have a crazy road trip. I want to give full Jane, of dreams. I want to give Jane a little bit of credit. She was the one pulling all the major like strings, making that fucking event happen. Yes, yes, that's true. Elizabeth was showing up saying, "Here's my grand plan," and then Jane was like, "I will make all of this happen, and then give you solutions for." That's why they gave her a puffer vest. I, I, I actually <laughs> live here. I and I actually work here. So does somebody just want? I'll do the festival. I'll do it. Um, have any of you seen Cold Mountain? The movie Cold. No, yes. I know the movie, but that's yes. Nicole Kidman. That is Nicole yes. Kidman, and yeah. Yeah. and uh, yeah. this movie reminded me a lot of Cold Mountain because there's a scene <laughs> where <laughs> Nicole Kidman is leaning out the window. Uh-huh. Like, her hand is out the window, and she's looking at the beautiful snowflakes, and her hair is beautiful, and she's like thinking about how hard it is to be a woman isolated in this time of of strife in her mm-hmm. beautiful gown, looking out the window, and then on the on the ground outside is Reese Witherspoon chopping wood. <laughs> That's Jane. That's, That's Jane. Jane. That's wood. Jane. Yeah. She's just chopping wood. Yeah. yeah. I have I a have note say, here that says, oh, go, go on, Elise. I was just going to say, Max, um, I actually owe my husband $5 because he called that relationship within like the first time he saw him. He was like, that's the, (laughs) that's the couple. And I was like, no, no way. I was like, I thought that like George and Jane were going to get together. And then he was like, no, 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 no. It's Travis and Jane. So I I owe him five bucks now. He called it. I have a note here that says I haven't puked yet. A Christmas miracle. And then here, here's a point that I raised earlier. So is George just not going to have a villainous thing at all? Like at all? No. Like, why would you use Wickham's name? You're right. I think it's just completely random, Allison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, there is none of it makes any sense. Really, yeah. The, yeah. it's the rich guy thing is the only thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And speaking of rich guy, we immediately cut to Darcy in his study. And I have the note, smooth jazz on vinyls in the Wall Street color code that. <laughs> Wall Street Journal, sorry. But he's just like chilling and all of a sudden he's getting the Christmas spirit. You guys, why does he have the Christmas spirit all of a sudden? I don't know. Not See, explained. I feel like this movie couldn't even be bothered to do the most basic work. Like, why isn't he listening to like, I don't know, Beethoven 
right? Like it doesn't have that. I, I get that they don't want to pay royalties, right? Sure. Like really, it should be sure. I'll use this old record player that they definitely got from Restoration Hardware. Look, here's <laughs> Billy Joel's greatest hits, and then he's in his office working without a computer, <laughs> scribbling writing. away on his pad, just like Mr. Elizabeth Bennett, heart, 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 while <laughs> while listening to like Uptown Girl. Like, that yeah. is more realistic than, oh, I hate Christmas, but look, here's a Nat King Cole record. I'll put this <laughs> on. No. I don't think he ever really said he hated Christmas. He always just kind of like a little indifferent about Christmas. So, you know what? This is a fair point, Janine, because yeah. it, it, you're right. He never says he hates Christmas. It's just that the entire town acts like he hates Christmas. <laughs> right. They, they grinched like, him. They were like, just like, that's you a grinch. part of the plot, but it's not. Yeah. Fucking living in Whoville. It's like fucking getting told you're drunk at a party and then saying, I'm not drunk. Stop calling me drunk. And they're just like, no, you're a fucking Grinch. You fucking hate Christmas. Fuck you. You don't know me, fucko. I'm, I just, I'm an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry. Ah, sorry. All right. Cookies. Elise. Yes. This is when the cookies happens. Please break it all down for us. Oh my God. Okay. Excuse the me. I'm going to get high again. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The fact that the the first line of that scene is, I can't believe you had all the ingredients for these cookies. I was like, fuck the writers for being like, let's solve the obvious question here, which is, <laughs> they don't have time to go grocery shopping. So we just have all of the ingredients here. And now the only other thing, just looking at this from like an actual people that, that know how to decorate cookies or have ever done this before, ever in their entire lives, those frosting bags. <laughs> I'm having a hard time getting through this because it hurts me so bad. The frosting bags, clearly these actors had never decorated cookies like this before because they had to rubber band the top of those piping bags because clearly they were worried they were going to get frosting on their their costumes from TJ Maxx. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like like they and oh god, I just I was like if Elizabeth Bennett does this every year her technique has not gotten any better she, since age she's, five. She's never made a cookie but in her life. She's, she's been working with like Jesus Christ. her family chef. And every year her family chef is like, look at these delicious cookies you baked. When all she did mm. was like, get out a box of gingerbread mix and hand it to her. <laughs> like, look at the amazing baking you did. They're also, they have just taken them out of the oven and are immediately applying frosting. Yes. Right. Yes. Which and is just like, like that's not like a thing. in a pile, like oh pfft. god, frosting. Oh god. Uh, this was a good note here because Neil and I both shared that we love the fact that Darcy was bad at it because that's introducing the heteronormative white cisgendered idea of men being bad at these nurturing kind of mm. things. And it's just part mm -hmm. of that. Like I wrote, can he do laundry? What happens when he cleans? Uh huh. Uh huh. Y'all, I hated this. Yeah. I hated this shit. <laughs> um, when I saw the, uh, when they started making fun of each other for what they're, for what the work they were doing, this was the sound I made. I want to fucking fuck you. <laughs> I just wanted a cookie. I just wanted a cookie and I was fucking angry that they got cookies and I didn't. 
fucking yeah that's fair that's fair i mean i i wish i had more to say about the scene but i was just like like mm -hmm. it's fine yeah i i didn't really even have anything else to say about it here's the thing Uh, it's not even good at being the really boring expected trope that it is yeah right like because tropes can be good like please magic mike xxl well established on this podcast as a triumph Mm. of cinema is nothing but tropes right like man if at some point in this stupid movie they'd been like oh no there's only one bed i would have immediately been in heaven right that's all (laughs) i need but instead it was like let's bake cookies together and they couldn't even be bothered to like oh no i got some on my face come on they're too pretty. No too shower on you. No, no, like no food fight. Yeah, no wiping off the cheeks. Yep. No, real like, missed opportunity. It was a lot of vanilla poking fun at each other. You got a little like, on yeah. your nose here. Where oh, is it here? Is it here? You're not so good at this. Oh, it's so good. Better they better taste better than they look, motherfucker. Fuck you. <laughs> Terrible. Fuck off. Terrible. I have a note here that says the biggest lie is that Travis needs help with color coding. Yeah, that must have been a joke that Jane made at his expense. Well, no, because this is their meet cute. They meet up and Jane is like, I could teach you how to organize things. And he's like, yeah, that would be great because he is the assistant to a person who runs a multinational corporation. And he is so important that him shaking someone's hand on the front steps of the house goes on the front page of the New York Times. Because she gets that in New York. That's not the Mansfield Press. Yeah. That's like the Daily Bugle. Like it was like, no, 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 no. And he knows nothing. Like he knows nothing. He didn't get that job. That is actually the most Succession thing at all. He's Cousin Greg from Succession. I think I'm the yes. only one who's watching Succession. Yeah, He's I need succession. to watch the show, apparently. Definite anyway. nepotism. Let's, let's next. Let's keep going. Okay, let's see. Oh, finally the estate part. Oh, the garage. And this is where they pull out the oh, fucking yeah. sleigh that they're going to take five minutes to paint <laughs> so that they can have their idyllic romp through the snow with hand under blanket, hand job action. You know lighter. what's fucking annoying about that part? It's like... Listen, so, oh, this is what's in the, in the garage. We just put a slap of a little bit of paint on it, maybe some decorations. No fucking talk about where are you getting the horses? Yeah. <laughs> horses weren't in the budget. Horses <laughs> weren't in the budget. Not for then, not oh. for then. You know, they, they were able to, to, to bring them in later in the movie, but not, not for that moment. Jeez. Jane and Travis were a... just, pull, they were just mm-hmm. going to pull it. God. Yeah, right. just Jane right. and Travis right. slapping on a harness and like, oh! It was just a happy accident they got horses because they had mm-hmm. human labor. Yay, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> the next note I have is from Neil, and it was, and I quote, oh, God, is she going to sing at the event? Um, yeah. that was oh, my wow. Part. Because they were doing the little cr- Christmas rapping, and she was quietly singing to herself, and he's like, oh, you have a beautiful voice. And it was like, oh, does she? I can't hear shit. Oh, shit, she's going to sing at the event. Um, yeah. that's exactly how it happened I that was actually my her singing at the event if I, I, I know we're going to talk about that shitty choir but like that was my favorite part of the movie because it suddenly became karaoke for me and I was singing <laughs> Christmas carols by myself and getting fucking angry when they started doing exposition again where fucking George <laughs> and Darcy were talking to each other and I was like you guys have taken away my karaoke cues oh that's the second dick sniff scene though it's amazing <sighs> alright um, sorry that's later sorry moving ahead uh, also okay. the um Sorry, hold on. Oh, um, if this doesn't go well, mm, direct quote, if this doesn't go well, I have to find a new career. 
this is the thing that a human American girl doll, Elizabeth Bennett, says about this podunk. The local anchor is reading a story out loud, and we're we, we're bussing in poor children from another town to give them presents, and then everyone is gonna watch and clap for the poor <sighs> kids because there are no poor children in this fucking town. Not in Lambton. Notes. I was like, not in Lambton. Yeah, no, not in Lambton. No, nobody. Nobody needs extra Christmas presents in Lambton. No, not at all. You know what's great though? Giving kids toys when really they could use I don't know school, healthcare facilities, Detroit. Oh, I mean, give them the toys. Too, but don't bust anybody. them into town so you can watch. We're making an assumption here. We're Maybe assuming the that oh, there no, are no poor true. kids in Lambton, but there are no poor kids in Lambton. There are no poor yeah, kids, in, no Lambton. Poor kids no. in Lambton. No. 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 Okay, no. I've got a note here that says, Oh my God, this letter to Santa shit. She brings it up again. This is when she unburdens herself to Darcy. Ugh. Uh, oh my God, yes, why? I have notes about this as well. Please go. I, why would I, I, I wrote, I wrote, I have a note that says, Jeff. Damn it, Jeff. They were only together for two years? Come on. What, and why? Why is she telling him about her ex-fiance? Why? What prompted it? What? Why? Why are we talking about this? Because they needed another this. 90 seconds before the commercial break. Right. I promise I wrote, you. I apparently had an audible groan because I literally wrote the note, audible groan. <laughs> in my notes they also talk shit about pineapple pizza which fuck you she said don't laugh at me before she said i wrote a letter to santa and i asked for true love and he said why would i laugh at that and my answer was i don't know because it's so because fucking it's, desperate because it's hilarious <laughs> that's why she's because a it is woman. fucking hilarious and i would 100 percent laugh somebody right in their face if they said that to me <laughs> you know what? am i a bad person is my life really that different from these people i mean i yes. get being lo- i get i get the being lonely thing and wanting to find true love and all that jazz but you, you don't fucking tell your client and like that you wrote a Santa Cla- a fucking letter to Santa Claus that you're looking for true love. Well, Get you, a fucking matchmaker. You also Go don't on OkCupid. Encourage <laughs> your niece to write a letter to Santa by asking for something you're never going to get. Like, <laughs> what a bad example. You should write, Dear Santa, I want some warm socks. Done. Great. Sure. Not, do. Dear Santa, I want. Ooh, love because now Ooh, that little girl love. is like "Ooh, i better ask for something i really want i want my dog to come back from the dead santa <laughs> and then the dog's not gonna come back to the dead christopher is somewhere he's in the back room right now being like motherfucker i can't raise dogs from the dead <laughs> i tried to set this all up how about a starbucks gift card Fucking all the dominoes were in a row, as Neil said. Why didn't you just knock it down? Well, you know, this is in the Northeast. Like, they might not be far from that pet cemetery. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Castle Rock. How far away is fucking far Castle, Castle Rock? Rock? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to need them to, like, uh, That's another uh-huh. way to fix there. it. Yep, make, put this yeah. in the Stephen King universe. Just, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Yeah. They're walking down the street in Lambton, and all of a sudden they hear, <laughs> coming out of the sewer. There's a, thin, there's a thinny that happens. Like, that's actually how the sinkhole happened because it fell into a thinny. And then yes, Elizabeth Bennett is crowned Christmas Queen and she gets up on the stage, which is how she refers to the porch of this house. She gets up on the stage and someone dumps a bucket of snow on her head. Yes. And then she burns down Pemberley with her Christmas brain. Oh, God, that oh movie would so be better. so much better. Yeah. yeah, I'd be into that movie. 
Um, anyway, let's okay. fucking come on. We we're all know. There. There's well, Are no, we... we're not because we haven't even had the first night where she just sings at the like two nights before. Christmas or whatever we There's are. So many things that happen in this fucking Y'all, movie. Y'all just fuck Jesus. it. It's terrible. The festival goes off, but then Caroline gets called in and is jealous. Well, because so she's she mad decides to take over because of the photo in the paper. Like, yeah. first of all, that's free publicity. Yeah. Second, yes. she's impressing the billionaire in yes. any rational world. That woman gets a giant raise. I want to know. Like, why is Caroline mad at this? She shouldn't be at all. Yeah, it, the stakes made absolutely no sense. It, it makes None. sense to me that she would swoop in because all of a sudden Podunk Christmas Festival is way more important because it's a chance to impress a fancy client. Sure. And make big money, right. But instead she's like, why don't we take a sleigh ride together? But then it's also sexless. So it's not, yeah. she's not a rival love interest, even though Elizabeth th- apparently thinks she is, which doesn't she keeps make it, Every time they're together, she makes those like, ba- like weepy oh. baby doll eyes. It's like, oh, oh no. no. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, she's the worst. She also is just like, there's just, you know, this Elizabeth Bennett has huge Kenneth the Page energy. That's what it yes. is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? There's, I, I thought of Kenneth the Page during this episode because at one point the, the mayor of Icetown says, um, why don't we go get a hot chocolate to Mr. Darcy? Not, why don't we go get some coffee? Not, how about we go grab a beer? Not, why don't no. we leave these two to talk this over? Not anything a normal person says. Why don't we go get a hot chocolate? Now, listen, I love hot chocolate. But yeah, but that, uh, while I would love to live in a world where that is just a thing that grown men say to each other all the time, <laughs> we don't live in that world. It doesn't make yeah. it any... Why don't we go get a hot chocolate? I think a section of that audience is Mormon, so they can't have caffeine. They can't well, have... Well, right, and neither can Kenneth the Page. Dang. This is my point. It's the Ooh, it's yes. the devil's juice. There's a whole wow. episode where Kenneth the Page gets addicted to caffeine, and oh they have God, to stage an intervention... Um, anyway, I think oh this boy. is the this I have a sound at this point too. Uh, I think this was after the moment I texted when I was like, "Hey, are we are we we still have halfway to go?" This is my sound. Yeah. Okay. We're marching um, along. Guess guess what they missed? <laughs> guess what happened for the festival? Santa called. He can't make it. Oh my god! What are they going to do? Oh my god! Look at this guy behind us who has this big white beard. Who never once considered that he fucking looks like Santa Claus? Not once. But he happens to conveniently have a Santa suit, and he goes like, like in the same sentence. Who me? I've never thought of me as Santa Claus. I look like Santa Claus. Oh, it's fucking murder me. By the way, this guy is a Santa. I went and checked his IMDb page, and he has played Santa several times. So this is his gig, which maybe explains why the whole time I was like, no. No, he was terrible. No, because you're just a a beard. You're just a lap Santa. Go sit on that chair I need and ask a twinkle. kids what they want. I need a twinkle. Mm. Yeah, there was no twinkle. Twinkle right. or GTFO? Neil said he was a little <laughs> bit threatening. Yes. He and was. he's right. When he comes trekking out of the snow. Mm. Yeah. Fucking. He's got he's I got thought it was the Krampus scene vibes. in, the, in, the, uh, in the, the office when he goes, you, you, 
uh, what did he say? I wrote it down. It was a quote that was like, you can get what you wish for, but you have to ask for it. When he told Darcy that, like somewhere in the studio, that was like, it was like a very ominously delivered line. That might be the note where I wrote, hey, Chris, you're fired. Like for the (laughs) third time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, get out of my office. I, I want yeah. to be really clear. That sentiment is one echoed by Ursula the Sea Witch in the Disney classic, <laughs> The Little Mermaid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The only way to catch yeah. your wand is to become a human yourself. Yeah. But, I get, but I'm just a binder girl. I'm not <laughs> out in the lead. You'll have your looks, your pretty face. <laughs> and don't <laughs> underestimate the importance of singing a highly night kind of flat in front of a bunch of people in a <laughs> na- <laughs> No. Yeah. Is yeah. it time to talk about the singing? Can we talk about the singing yet? Are I we there? Oh, wait, hold on. I have a note about Tyler. Becoming okay. the elf, Travis. Oh, yeah. Travis. Travis. Sorry, Travis. Tyler. Travis. I called him I mean, Zach several times. It, his name yeah, could be cares? anything. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, Travis, as the elf, Neil said, yeah. "These tights are why I hit the gym." Leg day. Leg day. Just need to remind. He's, he had. If I can, he had some nice legs in those green and white stripy tights. Mm-hmm. I was. I was grasping at straws. I really just wanted to turn it off and run screaming to the shower. Uh, there's also a point somewhere near this scene where we get the only like really accurate Pride and Prejudice thing that happens, which is that she touches his arm and it's mm. a really big deal. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Okay, so this if this was the Regency, this might work the way you think it works, but this just makes it look like she's got a weird fetish for sweaters. Mm-hmm. Like it she just wasn't is freaking me out. She's a sweater fetishist. She's a sweatishist. A sweatishist? Right. Sweater wetterish. She's a sweater yeah, wetterish. Let's just talk about the singing. Let's just let's fucking... do it. Are we there? I think we're at the, I think yeah, we're just there make it. for the just finale. Make enjoyment out of that fucking karaoke moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened mm-hmm. in the show because I was singing. Yeah. It's, All I right. Mean, so tell us about Oh Holy Night. You two singers, you two women of song that know what the fuck you're doing. I don't well, mind. I first have to remark on the on the choir that Please. like the choir, I was like, how how do we not have it in the casting budget? Oh, the choir hasn't get, happened yet. To, oh, the choir is before her singing. Yeah. Okay. yeah I thought the choir, the choir was at the end on the last night. They were there. Okay. They were there. They were there. They they were the warm-up. They were the warm-up they, act before they sh- this the, it was shot on the same night. So oh, God, that's yeah. why they're there right. on the last yeah. one too. Yeah. I, well, that choir, I was like, did we not have it in the budget to hire a, a quartet, a local quartet? Like, how did, how did we not, how did we, how did we get featured extras singing at this, at this festival? At, yeah. How did we, I if like there were just imagine, featured extras? I like to imagine that they are actually a, like a local quartet. Um, okay. And the, and the director was like. No, no, I'm sorry. You have to take the harmony out. That's too complicated. <laughs> okay. Maybe that was it. Maybe and then that these was perfectly it. nice people, this like quartet yeah. from the local Wesleyan church. Was right. Like, fine. Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen. <laughs> and then, my, okay, so on the singing. Item yes. one, I would bet you money that that woman's agent was like, yeah, she'll do your Hallmark movie, but we're going to need a scene where she sings. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Two, it must have pissed somebody off because they let her be way flat. Ooh. Oh, my there, God. I, yeah. oh my there God. are a couple times where I was like, oh, God, I can't believe they put this on television. 
Yeah, oh, honey. It, wouldn't it, it wouldn't have taken much to just adjust the sound a little bit. I know, she like, can obviously sing, yeah. right? Like she's not, she's not great, but she obviously can sing. Yeah. It's she just happened to be a little bit under pitch, and maybe she sang a cappella, and then they then they tracked it, like in. Post. I don't even think there was a. Was there a track underneath there, it? Eventually, there's music now. underneath it. Yeah, it starts oh. acapella, and then there's music underneath it. Because I was assuming we were going to have a scene where the townspeople were all like, huh, and they picked up their, and it became an impromptu, like, symphony. Yeah. But no, yeah, no I that, found that would be too much effort. Yeah, I that it was acapella. Yeah. I think you're right. I think somebody on the crew did it. <laughs> it's like, a joke. Fuck you. Fuck Elizabeth fuck Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is a big fuck you. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It's really, I was really shocked at how flat they let that be, especially because it was like, so you're, I just want to clarify that. um, So the finale of this concert was the event planner singing, (laughs) singing the song acapella. That was it. (laughs) That is the finale of the night is an acapella version (laughs) solo <laughs> it's not like the fire this is like up. watching a fireworks show and then like you know there's like one or two big fireworks going off yeah. and then like when the finale is supposed to happen you just you're like there's nothing in the air and you look down at the barge and there's just two dudes holding up sparklers it's, no, you know what it is janine that's a great analogy but it's at the end of the thing when you hear like a and then it goes and it's like two tiny sparkles yeah and then a big loudspeaker that says, thanks, get the fuck out of here. Thank you. Yeah, thank thanks you. so good much night. for coming. Have a good night. Thank God the New York Times was there. Oh, God. Right. God. Oh, God. I mean, do we even have to get into, like, how they figure it out that it's all about his board members signing, but he's actually the chairman of the board, so it doesn't really matter, and then he keeps the house, and then he comes back and tells her that he loves her, and then they kiss, and we could just be done now? Because yes. they, we, we, we don't need yeah. to talk. All we need to say is they fucking deus ex machina this thing, man. Oh, fucking no, they sa- yeah. Santa ex machina us. Yeah. It was a real Santa Claus situation, fucking, you guys. Oh, man. Your car is not working. Well, I got something that's like a car. You hear those bells in the background. Ching, 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 Rudolph's ching, gonna ching. fuck you. He, I fucking hate this fucking film and fucking cock Out of the dark. Both times, like he's creepy fucking, Santa. Like it's the woods outside Twin Peaks, and he just yes. came back from the lodge. Like, I see you might be having some car trouble, and then he stabs you with an like a reindeer antler. Like this is like, yep. like a, the beginning of a great Christmas horror movie. Yeah, he stabs you with an icicle because the evidence will melt. Listen. <laughs> Well, we, you know, the film ended with, you know, Darcy showing up and reading something and yada, yada. Here's the thing. Wasn't Darcy. Fucking Santa killed him on the sleigh, dropped his body, and then made a snowman. That's fucking Jack, man. Oh, wow. The snowman's alive. He's reading. He's going to fucking make babies with fucking an American doll. Mr. Policeman, I gave you all the clues. God (sighs) Yes. When he decided, when he was the one that was going to read, Neil and I both were like, "Yes, Darcy, prove you can mm-hmm. read." <laughs> Go ahead, show us. Let's see it. Come on. I also That's noticed when that, I'm holding on that for now. book. 
the book that they handed him, I noticed, was like clearly something that they have had in props for years because the cover was like wrinkled. Like it was not a, like the cover had like a ruffle on it. Like it was clearly not a new book that they had purchased for this movie. It was something they pulled out of book storage and I would bet you money it has been in other movies or something because it was oh, not a, sure. it was not a new book. <laughs> for sure. God. And then, and then um, our old pal Chris, now we know he's fucking Santa Claus. Sure. Has his last moment with our gal Lizzie and says, I hope you got what you wanted for Christmas, Elizabeth. And I was like, oh, I plan on jumping on that D toot sweet. <laughs> That's Just it. Sweet. I did wait. Did we mention that the, that there was like the um they they had that moment where all where the characters that were at the festival just stopped and like looked up in the air while the sound of jingle bells rang and then yes. Santa and Darcy <laughs> like yes and like, then there's there like a two second pause that walked by <laughs> or that flew over yes. us. Oh god! Uh, yeah, I, I loved the CG snow that was oh, yeah so bad. Fifteen so bad. minutes of the film where you're just like it sure is snowing and not hitting a single goddamn person. How the poor mm-hmm. thing. I was like, this presence would be soaking wet by now. Yeah. What, what is like, that? That is that is heavy wet snow, bro. Do you think they filmed it inside? Do you think it was a studio? No, it was outside mm-hmm. in front, but they just did that like it, they shot it in the summer. Summer right? or somewhere in California. Yeah, and they were just like, nah, we got this. We, uh, fucking Adobe just put out this awesome, easy thing we got. It's we got it in post. Yeah. I'll throw it in the filter, yeah. it'll be fine. All you, gotta, all you gotta do is outline the fucking actors who can put it before me for bing 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 give me And then it was over. And I was, was glad. It was so anticlimactic. That kiss was so chaste. So Ugh. chaste. Oh, God. It, it really wouldn't have been was. so chaste on Lifetime. No, that's true. They would have really gotten in there on Lifetime. <laughs> there, there would have been, like at, like, at least some creepy tongue. Sure, sure, sure. You, know, you know when, when like you're watching a rom-com and there's just there's like too much tongue because they yes. can't show uh-huh. sex, so instead they just show a lot of like wet mouth? Oh, uh. Yeah, it's like that. Only, um, this was only my closing even, sound. Only it's dry mouth. This is my closing sound to that kiss. <sighs> and finally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm yeah. going to start moving us through our end stuff because I the thing Please. the thing that I want to do um, is like, it, it's too left field and we'll never finish this episode if I do that. So we yeah. will do a yeah. fast bonus episode for Patreon folks with my, with how do you save this movie? Um, okay. But before I'm going to do just the little pieces of the, so a couple little pieces of the scale. So who is our golden butthole? There are no buttholes here, but if you had to pick one, if you had the to gazebo. pick the, the gazebo, <laughs> the gazebo, fucking Santa Claus. Yes, ah. I like that too. Santa Claus is the golden butthole. Think yeah. about his fucking tirade at the end where he's all like, I set it all up for you, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking butthole. Good, good. Fucking microphone. It's not microphone, but it's kind of microphone. You just heard microphone. <laughs> the remix. Um, we had a little weird technical hiccup, but now we're back. Um, I think that maybe we were just too heathen-y and, mm-hmm. um, and we had to be, the audio had to be, um, smited, smote. We pissed off nosy Santa. <laughs> nosy <laughs> Santa. Psycho like David butthole. Lynch Santa. Yeah, that's where we were. Yeah. Um, so that's our, that's our butthole. Uh, if you had to pick an MVP, who's your MVP? Travis. Travis. No, no, man, Jane. Jane. 
Jane. Jane, yeah, Jane. I'm upset is with myself for not saying her first. Yeah, Jane. yeah, she's getting some shit done. Good grief. Yeah, yeah she's Jane, so good. Jane is the Renee Zellweger chopping wood on, on the lawn of <laughs> this movie. I that's a really good pick. Uh, I was also going to say Travis, but you're right; it should be Jane. Um, yeah. And then, if you had to put it on a scale in terms of getting up to get another drink from, let's say, this movie. To Ken Burns baseball, Ken Burns ah. baseball being oh. a ten in this situation. Where that does scale it fall? is so vast. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I would uh. say yes. I could definitely at any time, any minute in this movie, get up, leave the room, stay gone for an hour, come back, and it would still be the same. So, yeah, I could get up anytime. So that makes it, to me, Sunday. That's my answer for the scale. <laughs> Sunday? <laughs> yeah. Great. Janine? Um, the first presidential debate with Biden and Trump. Oh. Yeah, all right. That's I good. It's like, fuck, didn't matter. No one said anything. They're Can all Can you believe dickhead. this fucking guy? The movie. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Elise, what about you? This is when Elise said that she considered this film to be vacuum cinema. You need that for the next joke. Her sound file failed. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. It it is the doesn't the cinematic equivalent matter. of it doesn't even matter. It's, it's a, just a it's a place vacuum cinema. People. I really like that vacuum mm -hmm. cinema. Vacuum cinema. That is a fucking genre, isn't it? Yeah. It's, well, I mean, it is now. there was yeah. a like a bad hot take in. I want to say maybe it was the New Yorker a couple of weeks ago that made the rounds on TV Twitter because it was like Netflix is pioneering a whole new genre ambient television and that's what emily in paris is and i'm like no oh. that's what law and order reruns are like that's that you did not invent anything new no. like this is this has existed for as long as television has existed like the home shopping network is ambient television mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what are you talking about emily in paris is just that but more expensive yeah. what anyway yes it's vacuum television i really like that at least that's way better in than that it sucked out every ounce of soul or care that my I had in my live. body. Yeah. I think that's, there's, there's that's just, it, yeah, there's a depth to that descriptor. And I, Oh think, wait, I, I just realized the joke because it sucked so hard. <laughs> that is the most obvious joke. And we missed it. The, the, a classic oh, is a, a classic for a reason. <laughs> oh God. Okay, uh, well, that is going to do it for us for now. We are, because of our little technical hiccup, I'm still going to make this bonus episode happen where we figure out how we would save this movie. Uh, by the way, my take begins with Travis and a rope headed to the center of the earth. Anyway, yes, we'll get there. The sequel uh, version. Eventually, you will be able to hear that as a bonus episode, but for now, that is going to do it for us. So Elise can return. 
her headphones to her husband. <laughs> and also because it's Sunday and we have lives to live. We've given too much money to not money, time, but also money time to this money. shitty, shitty yes. movie. Way too much. So Elise, thank you for being here. Do you have Yay. anything you want to plug? Elise is the best. Thank you, Elise. You'll have to come back and talk about something less shitty sometime. Oh, God, please. <laughs> oh. Uh, we want to thank all of you for listening as well. Thank you so much. If you want more Podlander Drunkcast sauced in Austin content, uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast. You can find us on Twitter at podlandercast. You can find us on Instagram by just following me um, because I cannot be bothered to have a separate account for just the podcast, and that is at Allison Chu. Um, you can find us on TikTok eventually when I use this bonnet for good. <laughs> eventually just haven't done it yet uh at podlander drunkcast and you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash podlander drunkcast where you can support the show uh join our very bustling slack channel which is so fun and wonderful um you can join us for our friday lunch breaks you can hear bonus episodes you get access to janine's corner which uh we're, we're gonna have a new one soon janine just needs a a prop that's also a lifestyle. Is that a fair description, Janine? That's a really fair description. But I, I, every, the masses, I, I, I'm not going to get that prop for a while, so I might as well just make this happen. Kay. I'm going to make this All happen. Right. More Janine's Janine's fucking, I'm going to put baby soon. in a corner. That's what I'm going to do. Yes. What? 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 Uh, we want to thank all of our patrons who make it possible to do the show for reasons that do not have to do with buying four separate digital copies of the hallmark christmas movie yeah. christmas at pemberley oh manor um but also for all of the other things it takes to make it happen uh we want to thank all of those people but especially the following folks julia gulia kathleen martini kelsey kemp madison johnson emily day betsy english caitlin reddick ashley teagason the other janine Kristen, alicia glenn liz and tinkerbell stella welch chrissy shively denise perkins kayla reagan rachel lazan rochelle lefevre amanda smizazazazaza heather <laughs> robbins Brittany holbert emily carlson amy gustafson rachel townsend steph peterson kelly mazella maria Chantel salter Mary the Falling Statue, Philip Nako, Tara Lucchino, Viv Pickles, aka Laura, Mary of the of the Guh. Sorry, it's my computer screen isn't big enough for this name. Mary of the Mary of the Mary of Nancy's yelling. Mary of Mary of the Grapefruit. Thank you. Uh, some, somebody changed their name. Um, Ma- I'm not sure which Mary that was. Mary from Canada. It's one of the Marys changed her name. Mary of the Grapefruit. Uh, Jenna Polkowski, Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Katie Kirshner, Kara Marlowe, Trish McCreary, Jen Lander, Drunklin, Kelly Bodden, Amanda Newton, and Kiki the, the Wise. wise. Uh, thank you so much for making it possible for us to do the show. We will be back next week with our first of several episodes that are our real Christmas gift to you because it wasn't this bullshit. Our Christmas <laughs> gift to you. More than one episode. On Bridget Jones's diary. I'm Walls stoked. Up. I can't wait. Uh, until then, uh, please just imagine ways to make this movie better because you could do just about anything and it would work. Yes. <coughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>